And welcome to another episode of the Sartorial Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I'm your host, Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance. And let's jump right into it with the download. Now, if you remember my commentary a few weeks ago when I talked about the new game Metal Hellsinger, and I talked about how I am not the most humongous first-person shooter uh, fan, but I will try one out every now and again, especially when it drops on Game Pass. And I really enjoyed my time with Metal Hellsinger, and now another game that has been talked about for the past few months is debuting on Game Pass, and that's Scorn. And one of the things about Scorn that really got the hype train, so to speak, going about it was its visual aesthetic. The developers very much leaned on the points of view, the styles of H.R. Geiger and H.P. Lovecraft. So you're talking about Alien and Aliens and that whole mystique of the xenomorphs and the um, engineers, all of that, as well as sort of H.P. Lovecraftian vibe with Cthulhu. So for horror fans, sci-fi fan, what's, what's to go wrong with a combination like this? So Scorn is an atmospheric first person horror adventure uh, set in the nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. It is being developed or it is developed by Ebb Software, a Siberian development studio. It is designed around an idea of being thrown into the world and it's on the Xbox series X and X and PC for the low price of $39.99. Of course, I said before it is on Game Pass, so it is available via cloud streaming via via excuse me via Xbox One. You know, for those uh, savages like me who have not upgraded to a current gen system. Well, I've taken some time to sit down with Scorn today, and I have to say I'm impressed by the visual style. I'm just very much in the beginning of the game and. I will say it starts up pretty slow uh, and it takes a while really getting into as far as I'm concerned, especially again, comparing it to Metal Hellslinger, where you really got into the action as soon as you started the game. I really liked and enjoyed that about Metal Hellslinger. Uh with Scorn is very dark and gloomy. And sometimes it's hard to make things out because of that whole aesthetic. But all in all, I am enjoying it. I really liked what the developers tried to do with this game. And if you have Game Pass, I definitely recommend that you check it out. Let's go with our short takes. And first of all, I've talked about the teaser trailer for Wednesday a few weeks ago, but they finally dropped the full trailer. And I am still just as interested in the show. There's something about just Tim Burton's view on the Adams Family makes sense. But also the way they're positioning the series. Obviously, it's not a traditional Adams Family series. But we see, I believe it's uh, Fred Armiston who's playing Uncle Fester in this new trailer as well. You get more of the intrigue of the Nevermore Academy. And I don't know why I didn't pick up on that before because I am such a fan of Edgar Allan Poe and I didn't even realize it was Nevermore Academy or didn't dawn on me they connected to and then especially with the raven in the little crest so I really love that nod to Poe and that and you see there's a deeper mystery there as well as Wednesday necessarily trying to fit in we're definitely dealing with the conflicts she's dealing with 
being Wednesday Adams, even in this boarding academy for the children of the quote unquote monstrous. So Wednesday is definitely one I'm looking forward to. And that drops uh, the 23rd of November. So around Thanksgiving. So I will definitely be looking and watching that series when it comes out. Sticking with Netflix, Netflix dropped a series of shows during the pandemic that well, right before the pandemic is hard. You know, time gets blurred, especially in the past two years that I think is highly underrated. And that show that I'm speaking of in this case is Warrior Nun. And they gave us a preview of the series a few week months ago, actually. But they finally dropped the full trailer for season two. Back up. If you have not watched Warrior Nun season one, watch it. It is a very, very, very good show. A show is based off of a comic that I've never heard of, but hey, who cares? The show is good. Season two looks like looks like Netflix poured money more money into the season. Uh, especially if the stakes are definitely higher than they were in season one. And there's a lot more intrigue. It looks like it may be some betrayal, which is uh, especially if you've watched season one, you know, you had that that uh, turn at the end that you did not see coming. So no spoilers in that one. So I am definitely looking forward to Warrior Nun season two. And I forget when it said it's going to drop, but more than likely it's going to drop sometime before the end of the year. And the last one we're going to look at as far as our trailer overview and short takes is Megan. Now, Megan is a horror movie that surprisingly isn't coming out till January. So I thought when I saw this trailer, it was pretty early to drop this trailer because it's not coming out till January 13th. It's October's Halloween time. I seriously thought it was coming out toward the end of the month, but it's not. But this is a if you are a child of the 80s like me and you remember the television series Small Wonder, where this creator, this uh, robotics genius created this android and basically brought the android home and to see how it functioned and essentially became his daughter or his, his third child's oldest daughter Vicky or something like that that was a sitcom half hour sitcom from the 80s and you imagine what it's like take that concept but now the android becomes homicidal protecting this little girl even against her aunt inventor that invented megan they should have just called this movie small wonder it's a horror reboot of the 80s classic sitcom and named this little girl vicky because this this is creepy and whomever they had playing megan and the the facial features and look i don't know if it's uh cgi or if it's prosthetics on this young it's creepy i i definitely definitely expect some hilarious memes that come out of this movie just based on the trailer but it looks like it'll be pretty decent again it should just bought the license to small wonder and call this girl vicky like straight up like that would have just so fit and it's such a, been a such a great reboot to this series but that's my take my short takes on all the trailers that i really cared about this week so are you good at solving puzzles i am sometimes and we got the return of one of the most legendary puzzles or puzzle boxes in cinematic history this week with the debut of the i hate to say as a reboot but a new interpretation of hellraiser this week on hulu and i sat down to watch it and overall i really enjoyed it i love the effects uh, when it was cgi it was very well done and it looks like they did for the most part very practical effects which is very good uh, the way they depicted the gore and everything it was it was really well done i like some of the twists that happened as well really enjoyed that 
my only problem with this movie was that it was too long this movie clocked in at about two hours maybe 210 if you include credits in my opinion just observing the movie as i watched there were certain segments that took too long to really to play out they could have easily cut another 20 minutes from this movie if not another half hour to shorten it down i think the pacing of it and the overall oomph of it would have benefited greatly from cutting this movie down about 20 to 30 minutes that's just my personal opinion i I really love the performances i love the cinebites um particularly i I love the new design and i won't call her pin pinhead i'll call her the priest i love the priest i loved her voice and hearing the actress and i forget her name outside of the makeup her voice isn't too different from her voice as a priest i thought that they actually like maybe did some manipulation to her voice but it's very commanding but also if i was in a situation i would be scared out of my mind as well to hear this person talk i like the slow reveal of all of the cenobites throughout the movie as well uh very much an homage in my opinion to the first hellraiser where you really didn't see all of the Cenobites for any long extended periods of time. I mean, you definitely didn't see them all collectively together toward the end, much like this movie as well. I think that personally, it is a very good starting point for a, a new franchise or a new series of movies in the hellraiser franchise personally before this one i hadn't watched the hellraiser since three uh every time i saw the trailer it just looked like some garbage and no disrespect to those filmmakers it just i don't know after the first two it just went downhill for me and i i'm liking this reinvigoration of the series that i saw on hulu i hope that this does well for hulu because i will certainly be there and continue my subscription to sit down and watch a sequel uh to this current hellraiser iteration whenever it comes out i think that they did a lot of good things in this movie and if they focus on those good things they can make something even better in a sequel so that is my take on the hellraiser reboot that is certainly on hulu or currently on hulu you can definitely i think it's something if you're looking for something new and interesting to watch for halloween that's a good one to watch as well all right let's talk about she hulk episode nine i did not see any of this coming the fourth wall break in this episode was absolutely hilarious with she hulk meeting kevin i love first of all let me back up the opening the opening homage to the original incredible hulk series was absolutely awesome i love that i think uh about 15 to 20 percent of you guys that listen are under the age of 35 so yeah if you don't know what i'm talking about definitely research that the old incredible hulk series from the 70s and 80s it's it's definitely a good homage and i i I cracked up when i saw that it was just so funny and so cool to see that i actually i love the and i don't know if you want to call them digs but digs at marvel itself and marvel's whole film structure and how they're putting out stories i absolutely love that it was it was such a tongue-in-cheek sort of episode not just a a moment especially with uh she hulk's conversation with kevin and the things that was said um i don't know why people are ragging on this uh i i thought this was a good way to end the show because this one of the things about marvel series is that all the series up until now have been used very much to establish something to establish a story uh she hulk not she hulk uh miss marvel was used to establish miss marvel who was obviously going to play a part in the marvel's movie uh with 
um, Captain Marvel and I don't know what code name they're using for Homegirl. I don't know if it's Polaris. Uh, Polaris, I'm thinking the wrong dog, wrong company. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about here. Wrong character, not the wrong company. Uh, Spectrum uh, is what I wanted to say. I don't. Uh, so that went in, into that establishing that character. Hawkeye went into giving more Hawkeye's backstory, but also established uh, the um, tracksuit mafia, brought back Kingpin, you know, established a new Hawkeye in the world. Uh, Captain, it's kind of Captain America, but um falcon and winter soldier established winter soldier the new captain america and one division established wanda which led into uh the most recent doctor strange movie and i feel like i'm missing one of the series here but either way they all really established something in the marvel universe she hulk established she hulk but it's so silly or tried to be so silly it really didn't establish anything outside of jennifer walters yes it brought us back matt murdoch but in the overall world it's such a silly sort of look at it nothing has to stick if if that makes sense and that's why i don't understand why people hated it for how different it was and how drastic me not people but there are a lot of loudmouths online who talked about this series and the agendas and this and that i'm like they try something different and new did they succeed all the time no um some of these episodes even if they were so short are were not that captivating and for me like i said before i watched because of tatiana mislahi and i really love her as an actress and she can really commits to everything that she does so in this last episode i thought it was an awesome poke at all of that um i did you did have some things that were established though so you you did have that reveal spoiler alert of scar the hulk's son so i am interesting to see what they do with that because i guess i'm assuming war war hulk happened when he left and came i don't know so i'm looking for more on that story i i marvel give me more on that story i i understand legal uh, complications with utilizing the hulk and solo stories but we as fans we really need a mark ruffalo something or other as the hulk to get more screen time with him and for him to really be that embody that character uh more so than the you know screen time he's had on movies over the past 10 years or so like it's a movie it's not centered on him and mark ruffalo is too good of an actor to just be you know in for cameo in for this like let him if you can hold down a series or a movie on his own as the hulk this is my opinion but she hulk episode nine in general i thought was pretty good it wasn't great episode eight was really the high mark of the series in my opinion but episode nine was pretty good i'm sad that abomination went back to jail that really sucked um i was looking for more from him going forward and with that it's just um i wouldn't be upset if she hulk didn't come back as a series but if it does i definitely want i wanted it to be better it could have been so much better of a series and i think that having one season under their belt they can come back and really refine the formula to make it a whole lot better for season two so that's my take on she hulk episode nine all right now it's time for trekking out and new york city comic-con happened this week and new york city comic-con it seems to be a uh, very big place for star trek in the past couple of years i think it's just great timing because it's directly after not directly after but almost after like a month after of star trek day and with that we got new details on discovery which i'm not going to cover here but more importantly, we got the full trailer for Star Trek Picard season three. It looks like it looks like they have listened 
to us. And they have finally given us a Star Trek Picard series that we wanted. We Many of us, look, we say Picard, we want an extension of TNG. We want some sort of finality to TNG. And don't get me wrong, All Good Things is a hell of a television finale. One of the best ever, in my opinion. And that's not because I'm a truckie. It's not just because I immensely love TNG. Just TV-wise, it is a very satisfying finale to a series period let alone a beloved series but bringing back picard out of mothball so to speak and giving him his own adventures it seemed inconceivable that you would not have this interaction with the larger tng cast on a regular basis yes we saw deanna and we saw Riker and data in season one and then last year uh we saw a return of gynan last year's story was just such a cf i'm sorry it is but everything was so heavily reliant overvolving around picard and his issues so to speak you got a lot of borg heavy stuff last or first season and then a lot of q heavy stuff which i love seeing q but a lot of q heavy stuff last season it fell flat for me story-wise i think that those stories could have done very well it's just the execution was not good for me at all but i kept watching because i love picard and i love that whole next gen era and this seems to be what we all wanted and with the reveals of who's coming back they brought back and i forget the actor's name but they brought back moriarty that is a oh my goodness that callback is so amazing like that's one of those characters once they've actually stabilized the character and i forget the episode and that holodeck character basically was given life and sentience and left the enterprise like what happened and this is what 30 plus years this is going to be absolutely amazing um as well as they brought brett spiner back obviously but of course data died in season one or data's consciousness was erased or what have you forget the exact uh, circumstances but he's back as lore i'm very interested to see that i think that was a good nod to bring back lore in this dynamic because we haven't seen lore if i remember correctly i don't even remember the movie we last saw lore have we seen anyway i don't remember the last time we saw lore uh so i'm very interested in seeing uh, how that plays out in this series and february cannot come soon enough so i'm absolutely excited for it and let's talk lower decks season three episode eight now this episode was all over the place for me not in a bad way um they, they had a, and again this is when my lack of knowledge of the previous two seasons really um i wouldn't say it's detrimental but it provides an air of excitement for me to watch this with boiler and the revelation that he had a transporter clin much like twin much like the uh william and thomas Riker from the from tng and i love that exploration of grief that he was feeling when he found out that his uh twin quote-unquote had died and that the fact that twin had died so senselessly and how they're in this interactive movie and he instead of being this action hero decides to go on this quest to figure out the meaning of life and then while the others are still going on this a plot of and and i forget uh the orion character how she discovers like she's like i really want to be a captain and like they had so much awakening and revelation of the characters because of these events different surrounding everything i thought that was very interesting and very very good storytelling in my opinion and even with the reveal at the end spoilers that his twin was not dead and that it was faked and he's now part of section 31 i i love that as well this 
this show is I'm, I'm really sad about my reservations about this show when it initially launched this is so star trek i love it it's they capture the themes while it's it's whimsical while it's silly at times and nonsensical they really do capture the themes of star trek particularly that next generation era so well it's it's so amazing with every episode even the last episode with peanut hamster like the storytelling is just so good and the writers on the show just have an awesome way of really depicting these characters in this medium and it's just for me it's just a really fun show to watch it's great star trek to watch so if you are sleeping on lower decks definitely definitely watch this series you will love it now let's get into some style by talking about the tutorial slice now we're on part four of our fall essentials at this time we are midway through october the weather is definitely starting to get chilly but maybe not that super duper cold where you want to break out your jacket and and be all bundled up in that case a sweater is a very good look particularly i'm looking at the cardigan sweater and the half zip sweater there is something about cardigan sweaters, and I think it's growing up on Mr. Rogers that is just so wholesome and so stylish, but also so functional. You know, you, you, you have that sort of youthful feel of a collegiate feel with a cardigan sweater. But more importantly, uh, especially I'm thinking more of the classic thin cardigans with the pockets and, you know, three buttons. It's something that you can wear with a suit. It's something you can wear more casually. It is something that, again, in the morning when you go off, say if you're going to an office or some sort of office or work or what have you, and it's chilling in the morning, it's thin enough where it gives you the layer of protection that you need but also once it gets warmer in the evening it's something you can take off or still it's bearable to wear in the, that warmer weather and i really love the cardigan i think that it provides a versatility that a traditional pullover sweater does not in many times you can get them thick you can get them thin it's just i love cardigans i have about three or four in my collection uh, basic cardigans as well as ones that don't zip up or button up that have patterns on them that all just work really well with really you know creating a good style but also being very functional as well and then we have the half zip sweater which is a type of sweater i was introduced to a couple years ago where it is a traditional pullover sweater Sweater, but it's much like a fleece or something of that nature where it has a zipper and it's something i think goes really well with a, a suit it's almost akin to more or less like a v-neck sweater but with that half knit sweater something that can wear as outerwear as layering wear a bit more so than a cardigan in my opinion and for me at least the half zips that i have they are more functional toward the latter half of the fall when it starts to get much colder as well as the winter especially when it comes to layering um, i just find the versatility of those especially in the when it gets colder to be a lot better for me uh, as we get into that especially with styling as well that half zip just really be able to zip and unzip show off your ties show off your bow tie layer with that suit or have it as just your primary outer garment is just something that i think again excels over a traditional v-neck sweater as well as just a traditional sweater as well so that's my style tip to tutorial slice for this week style essentials for the fall at part four your sweater is particularly your half zip sweater and your cardigan all right so let's talk about fragrance and and this week i went out and i 
just tested a whole bunch of fragrances and there was a fragrance that one i didn't even know exists this is a flanker of a, a well-known popular fragrance and it's one that when i saw the note breakdown i'm like i had to smell it because this seems like it would be perfect for the colder weather the fall the winter and that is invictus victory by paco Rabanne. you can find the edp for about 108 dollars for a 100 ml bottle obviously that's going to vary depending on where you go but if you look at your major department stores that's the registered or the normal retail price for that size bottle which isn't horrible uh, when i think about a designer fragrance uh, for this especially looking at what uh, say armani code perfume is going for in the store you, you're talking about 108 for the 50 ml bottle not the 100 ml bottle so it's definitely a difference out there so this one was is a brand new release it was just released last year in 2021 and is categorized as a sweet spicy fragrance with that you're going to find top notes of lemon and pig pepper middle notes of frankincense and lavender and then base notes of tonka bean amber and vanilla it's one that i actually really enjoyed now i just sprayed it when i was in my local altar to get a sense of the note breakdown and everything not really sure about the longevity or the projection but just based on my brief experience with it it seems like that projection would be pretty good especially with that frankincense and lavender anytime i get frankincense and lavender it automatically reminds me of zahar's signature poor home and just a lovely lovely breakdown of those notes in that fragrance as well as invictus in general i have in my experience with some of the other flankers i have had pretty good longevity with those also so i do not think that you will be disappointed by Invictus Victory with regards to projection and longevity. And I honestly think it'll be one that will be very crowd pleasing as well to whomever you're trying to please, put it that way. And today I'm not wearing Invictus Victory, but I am wearing Amber Oud from Parfums Dinner Cold. So this one, again, talking about lavender, you have top notes of lavender, mugwood and divana mid notes of cinnamon saffron oud atlas cedar and patchouli and then base notes of lambdanum absolute tonka bean absolute styrax musk and amber i will say that i really enjoy the um I get most of the mid notes from this fragrance, at least me wearing it. I get some of the amber at the time of this recording. I've had the fragrance on for about eight hours or so, and it was a sample dab. So don't really know what the spray would be, but it's still going pretty strong on my end after eight hours worth of just a couple dabs here, there on pulse points. For me, the cinnamon really, really speaks. I get a lot of combination of the spices and the oud for most of the time during the fragrance and then i get some of the amber toward the end with this application i don't get much of the musk some of the tonka beans cinnamon lambdana but I, I don't really get any of the top and this i think if i actually had a bottle and i was actually actually spray using an atomizer i think i may have a different experience but overall i really enjoy this fragrance it is one that i'm not sure of the price i'm pretty sure it's um it's a nice uh, dent in your wallet uh, <laughs> uh, thinking of probably what it is and where it came from but I am definitely enjoying this fragrance and it's one that if you get your hands on a sample definitely try it out I think you'll definitely enjoy it and it's unisex as well I can see this working for men and women um, from a man 
I definitely get those notes on why a woman would be attracted to this. And also, too, if a woman was wearing it, I definitely see how certain notes really would play to the olfactory to attract a man as well. Don't forget to check out our Patreon where you can get this episode and so much more additional content for just a low, low price of $1 a month. So check it out. Link in the show notes as well as if you're looking for a new fragrance. Be sure to check out Pete and Pedro with their line of designer inspired fragrances, which are also good and especially for the price of just $49.99 or $49 for a 50ml bottle. You cannot go wrong with these fragrances and check out the link in the show notes to the discount on your first purchase. Of course, you can find me every week over at Nerds Rule the World with my man Brian Saff on the NRW Checkpoint, where we talk about this week's latest and greatest in-game releases. Of course, find me on social media on Instagram at Sartorian Geek and Webster Style, on Twitter at Webster Style, and on TikTok at underscore Webster Style. Also, don't forget to find anything and everything that is Webster Style at WebsterStyle.com. And of course, Drop us an email at info at webstylemagazine.com. Of course, I thank you as always for taking the time out to listen. Thank you for your listening ear and your support. And remember, stay safe out there and be blessed. Tuesday had to be bow tie Thursday. Had to be white Wednesday. Uh, I don't. Well, I know last time. Well, I wore polka dot. You didn't. Wear, oh, I miss it. million them heels killing them, but I'm sure it's a Thursday. Bow tie Thursday. Pasta cream in your heels looking sharp. Hey, acting like you don't know the rules up in the workplace. Must I remind you it was till on your birthday? Don't get me wrong, I think we killed in the birthdays. And you picked the hell of fit for the church day. Let's say you picked the risk game for it. Killing. Now you got the floor filled with bras that you purchased. Pick a color scheme that can match the very corset. Smoking hot, rocking this pen so thin. Tie hairline, looking like a stencil pimp. No lie, I'm shopping in the utensil. And stroke mental, plain dang homie. I was hoping we could walk out with that bang bang honey. See them plain James honey, them lame friends funny. We tell it fit it crazy like that thing came on me. Hey, homie, look a lady main thing. Want me on the scene, fit popping like a main vein. Running blood color, lips smashing with the hand. Clutch money, holding bag, kind of funny. Can you tell me what's the price I got the range? Rover. Hang on me when we walking, looking Gucci like that thing sprayed on me. Walking with a lip like an ankle sprained on me. Yeah, I rocked the cardigan. She don't really want me because one man should have all that style. Yeah, take it out, clothes on the floor, pass it.
styling. Take it off, clothes on the floor piling. No one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it off and let me see what's under them scenes. Oh, you wanted to? Oh, I completely read that wrong. <laughs>